it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company as always. On this occasion, we go back to a New Horizons episode from 2016. As people who are blind or vision impaired, we experience what it's like to be a member of a minority group every day of our lives. Compound that, however, with being a member of another minority group, and it's a whole different story. Stormy Mai Ying Liu joins us now from her home in Melbourne. Hello, Stormy, and welcome to New Horizons. Oh, thank you, Vaughan. It's a pleasure to be here. Why don't you start by telling us about yourself? I'm a 59-year-old transgender woman, um, and I began my transition in earnest in 2014 and came out 2013. Um, and my life, actually, from an early age, I'd known as young as four that I was a female, and it was a very difficult time living my life um, with a disability, being blind um, at 25 and knowing that with retinitis pigmentosa, which is the condition I have, that I would have to make certain adjustments. And so when I was diagnosed recently or about, oh, it was about 2014, um, or uh, with gender dysphoria, which means that you feel that your your body is not congruent with your gender identity, uh, well, that's when my uh, journey began in earnest. That's really interesting. I can't imagine what, what that must have been like for you to, to have that knowledge all your life and, and not have it respected by the people around you. How did you deal with that? Well, I de dealt with it in two ways. Basically, I um, used my imagination and creativity as a haven. Um, and also, uh, my disability uh, helped with that process. Um, and I used to be teased at school uh, about sounding like a girl or, and called sissy and things like that. And then it was four eyes, which was not much of a graduation forward. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, through youth, it was a very lonely time for me. Um, I was sent to a uh, boys' school and that was agony. Puberty was agony. Everything seemed to be um, really a lonely and painful time um, until early adulthood. And I just developed more uh, coping mechanisms as I got older. And I couldn't, I was so glad I couldn't see my reflection in the mirror because what I saw in the mirror was not who I was. So it felt like, I felt like Rapunzel locked in a tower. What are some of the issues or the, the problems that you've discovered with being transgender uh, and being blind? Well, I think harassment was a bit of a problem. Mostly in my local suburb, I was harassed pretty badly by uh, mostly local men um, and called names, and that was very, very hard because you can't see where that's coming from. Mm. Um, and there were times where one or two people got physical and tried to bump, knock me over, uh, bump into me deliberately outside the supermarket, and they'd wait for me and they'd say homophobic or trans phobic slurs and I just learned to become resilient and ignore them but um, once I began uh, hormone re replacement therapy in October of 2014 and uh, my body began to change and, and thus my voice changed which was um, for most transgender people it doesn't happen 
Um, but I think in my case, um, I've got a few other genetic anomalies that actually may be responsible for that. Um, but uh, I decided as my body changed that um, I was going to go forward and people began to slowly accept me and the harassment dropped away and people began to say nice things about you, me and say, oh, you're looking really lovely today in, in the street and I just began to feel uh, much more accepted in my local uh, community, which was a, a good thing. It was actually, transition is a very, very complex process because you're always changing. And the more I began to look female, moving from androgyny to how I am now, I'm looking very, very female now. Um, and I'm only very early in the process. Um, my life is much better. So anywhere I go outside of my local community, nobody actually ever picks it. Uh, one friend of mine said to me, he said, look, if I look at you straight on and really stare hard, I might be able to pick it. But the way you look and the way you hold yourself you just can't really at face value. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? And it's only been, what, about two years for you at this point? Absolutely. And uh, when I went to, uh, to Pride March for the first time in 2015, that was a watershed event for me because I, I just felt the love of the crowd and the people around me, all the rainbow people, and I just had this peak experience of love and acceptance and it was just amazing. I was just bouncing around mm. like a little ball. I was just so happy. How long does the process take, do you think? Well, in all, uh, once you start hormone replacement therapy, it's, it can take up to five years, but changes have been known to continue onward beyond that point. Um, so, you know, I've got a f full figure, uh, you know, I've got all the physical attributes, um, your skin changes, and as you, as you progress onward, there's more changes, I've been told. So I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's really quite amazing. So it can be an indefinite process. And I think that the early years, it's a little bit more uh, rapid, especially the first two years, and then it may slow a little, but it's ongoing. Now, I understand that uh, before you can actually start the treatment, there's a significant amount of um, medical treatment and medical discussions and things that you have to go through. Did you find that being blind was a hindrance to that or caused you any issues in that area? Uh, not at all. Uh, in fact, I found the process really easy because my doctor, um, who I still see now, um, I, uh, because I'm coming up to surgery uh, next year, Dr. Finton Hart, he is one of the best we have in this country. Um, it actually was e so easy to talk to him and he's negotiated me through the process of transformation which is part of the world standard for transgender people that you see a psychiatrist who actually makes sure that you're all okay, that you've got no underlying serious mental health issues because those get treated um, separately in that instance. So you mm. still can transition, um, but they want to make sure that you're getting the support that you need during that time. So each case is an individual case, but in mine, I just enjoyed my sessions so much. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought, Fintan thought I was young, just wanting to have a conversation with him. You're starting a peer support network for um, blind people who are in the GLBTIQ community. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, um, I got the idea uh, from a group that I'm involved with in the mainstream, which is called Rainbow Connections, um, and uh, run by a lovely lady named Celeste and a group of women who are mothers of transgender children who are in trans 
physician who are under 12 and um, are, look, you know, are looking at going on puberty blockers so that that can forestall puberty. So when you're old enough in your teens, you can decide whether you want to continue on or not. So it's a very, very good process that they've got in place. Uh, but actually, I thought about our children who might be um, LGBTIQ, uh, who are blind or have a low vision uh, condition, who may not know about um, their rainbow family and their own families don't know where to turn for support. So um, for me, I thought, well, okay, um, Rainbow Connections is a fantastic model and they're based on the Mornington Peninsula. So I thought about starting something like that, but I needed a platform to get these sorts of things going. So what I did, I um, fortunately got an invitation from Vision Australia to attend a feedback forum. And so I went to that on the 24th of November, which was only very recently. And I was able to contribute and advocate for uh, our community who are in the rainbow spectrum, who may not have the support that they need. Also, it's very important to stress that people who are in the rainbow community who are working for organisations like such as Blind uh, uh, Citizens Australia, say, for example, or Vision Australia or another group, they may need in-house or office support. Um, there's a very, very good uh, program going at the ANZ uh, run by uh, a transgender woman named Michelle Shepard. She's brilliant. And the culture at ANZ is totally different and revolutionary and it's setting an example for other employers to follow. But getting back to BCA and Vision Australia, um, yeah, we actually came up with a few proposals that uh, may see uh, at least one thing such as a national phone hookup to any blind or low vision person who is part of the LGBTI community. And we'll have this uh, regular phone hookup. It may start up small, but that was one thing that uh, came up at uh, that evening, that feedback evening. Um, after that, I got in touch with um, with Blind Citizens Australia, and um, now I'm talking to you. So the community that I've got on Facebook is called Team Rainbow. It used to be the Rainbow Spiral, but the idea behind that is to actually open that uh, page up to, as a platform to invite blind and vision impaired uh, members of our community in the uh, um, LGBTI community to, to come on board and start talking about issues and perhaps even forming um, a closed group so that they can feel safe to discuss these things and look at networking with existing resources out there that I know of and I experience so that they can be part of that and they've got people to turn to and peer support and their families can get support because if you have a child who is blind or have, who is identifying as transgender or non-binary or whatever... Who do you turn to? So this mm. is the um, area I'm trying to film. You mentioned harassment earlier. What what other issues do you see as being specific for blind people uh, in, in that community? I think that um, bullying in schools is a big problem. Um, there is the Safe Schools Program at the moment, um, which is a fantastic program, which uh, I and um, many of my peers and uh, the network I have are right behind 100%. 
Unfortunately, the state government have made some changes in the last 24 hours and they're changing the structure and moving it away from La Trobe University to the education department. Now, from what I've heard thus far, uh, these changes won't affect how safe schools work. But a few of us are a little concerned as to how it happened and it was all a done deal before we knew a thing about it. Um, so um, Beck Robinson, who uh, is the mother of Georgie Stone, who is a young 16-year-old transgender girl, is a fantastic advocate and ad ad activist for our community. She was saying that Martin Foley had been in touch with her from the Labor Party. So I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more about what's going on. So it's a question of not pressing the panic button. So that's something that will flow onto the whole community um, because we want to make sure that Safe Schools is in place and that our um, blind and low vision children are looked after because bullying can be worse if you've got your child in the school and you've not got the support network to make sure that they can actually be themselves and not harassed. How can people get in touch if they would like to join the community or get more information? Well, Team Rainbow is on Facebook um, and um, people are welcome to contact me by email and I can furnish them with any details and put them in touch, give them the links and all the rest of it. There are groups such as Pandora's, uh, which is a socially focused safe space group. Uh, there's Transgender uh, Victoria. There's also Gender Diversity Australia, which has uh, about 660 members. Um, so yeah, uh, people can contact me directly. Um, my phone number is 9364-4047. And that phone number has an 03, of course. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we can't forget the O3, that's very important. <laughs> and on Facebook, I'm known as Myeing Liu there, which is spelled M-E-I-Y-I-N-G, one word, space L-I-U, Myeing Liu. And um, so they can actually link to me on my personal Facebook page and I can give them more information there as well. Well, Stormy, thanks very much for joining us on the program. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And I wish you the best of luck with your network. Thank you, Vaughan. And that ends this edition of New Horizons. Blind Citizens Australia can be contacted, as always, by telephone on 1800 033 660. 1800 033 660. If you'd like to contact them by email, bca at bca.org.au. And I'll be back to talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams Of our dreams